Welcome back people uh, to another episode of this week in football. So we'll be talking mainly on the Euros. As you know, all know the Euros and the Copa America have kickstarted last week. Uh and we have a huge lot of games, big big games. We can't miss out on any of those games because each of them were entertaining barring maybe the England versus Croatia game. So <laughs> start with the opening game of the euros um turkey versus italy so italy i think they just made a clear clear statement that uh, they're going to push hard to maybe win the title and i think we had mentioned earlier they could be like this sort of dark horses like team you didn't expect to win the conversation uh, competition but had all the quality and if they could just get the results in uh, and uh, maybe do well in the knockout maybe they could win it I mean, Italy, uh, despite their huge success in world cups they have only won the european championship once so they will that's i think it's been very very long time i back i guess in 30 40 years back so they would also be wanting to win a major trophy after a long time so your views on that amazing Yeah, I, we, I, we had already said in the last episode that Italy looked like the dark horses. Like people will not expect them, and they'll just show up and win. And this game is more or less, according to me, a show of intent because Turkey are not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination. And in my opinion, like the first half didn't look like much happened on paper, but it was an Italy show throughout, throughout. And like that own goal came as a result of their incessant pressure. They were always pushing for it, and they. that own goal just opened the floodgates because after that team mobile scored in singing scored so yeah italy are a team to look out for and if anyone is taking them lightly this is a sure warning that no we are not supposed to be taken lightly because the last time when portugal won also like i'm not saying no one expected portugal to win and all that but they were definitely under the radar and they just like tack they won and italy are going to be a team like that this year yeah so um i think their only problem was in the striking department i guess i think now immobile is also scoring and i think they've sort of sorted that problem also other than that there seems to be no weaknesses in the team barella is i i'm predicting that is going to be one of the most stand out players in this tournament and i think a lot of big clubs will be interested in him and overall the team is it's much different than the italy we knew earlier they the one big thing that i'd like to say is like they didn't sit back after the first goal they pushed for the second and third goals you can see in the stats you don't usually see this from italy team don't see this huge number of shots they've taken and mind you turkey as as i have mentioned earlier turkey is not a bad team turkey is a very good team and uh, yeah hats off to them i think as i mentioned earlier it's a statement win I think I think we'll switch on to that. I think we'll talk more on that game. We'll go to the Wales versus Switzerland game. So Switzerland, <clears throat> they I don't know what what's wrong with them. I think they should have won this game. They should have won this game. They had the upper hand in the game, majority of the game. If if they could just finish uh, most of their chances, and uh, I don't know, but Wales again. 
they did uh, astonishing i think they still punching about their way they are they are certainly the minos one of the minos in this tournament uh, even though they made it uh, pretty, pretty well in the knockout stages last time and uh, i'd say two standard uh, standard player i think it has to be brail ambolo i think many people started noticing him is uh, if you don't know he's a uh, striker playing in gladback so he's really been the star player in uh, this side and uh, i don't think much is there to be said about this game i think wales also i don't think wales wales did put in a good account of themselves but switzerland most probably dominated the game and keith more keith more uh, sorry keefer more i'm sorry my bad uh, he is turning out to be a brilliant story his story if you don't know i think you should read up on him he is playing for in the second division team uh, i think cardiff city if i'm not wrong and he's playing in the national team and what a moment for him what a moment for his country and i hope uh, they can continue this good performance and i think that pretty much uh, says everything about the game if you want anything to add if you have anything to add please Yeah, I wanted to point out a thing about Shakiri here. Like Shakiri has not according to me he has not been given enough opportunity to play for Liverpool to prove his worth to the squad. And like obviously there are quite a few top level midfielders in the squad which is why he doesn't make the cut often. But this game you could see why Shakiri is famous because you could see him running up and down he had the speed he had the dribbling he had the passing he had the vision he had everything he had yes. he has everything that made him that earned him the nickname of little messi he did that properly and the goal that was scored also came off of his yeah. assist so maybe uh, liverpool would be wise in not selling him and keeping him at least if not as a starter but at least as a super sub or a regular bench player because he is not a bad player and not as bad as his stats for the club suggests so i think everybody is watching all of these international games with yeah. interest because of what they imply for their clubs yeah. and this is one place where i think shakiri is like proving a point saying if you thought i was done no i'm not so yeah yeah so i think coming to uh, very eventful game denmark versus finland so um it's uh, i think uh, everyone in the football world was shocked by the incidents that happened and uh, they came into 1-0 to finland uh, winning the game but uh, even though that was a very big underdog defeat the story was more on how was the condition of kristian uh, eriksen so guys how uh, would you like to explain what happened this is not like a pakka medical point of view but it looked more like a heart attack in layman terms or a myocardial infarction infarction because he was running and he just collapsed in between and i have to like salute the fans the finnish fans who gave their flags so that they can cover the player because the press the broadcasters were being shameless yeah. in such a horrible circumstance then didn't have the common sense to shut off the cameras or stop the broadcast or switch to the studio where the people are nothing absolute zero shame and at least bbc came out and 
BBC or whoever was a broadcaster came out and said I feel sorry for doing that yeah. but either way they should have stopped the broadcast right then that person collapsed during a game and they were giving him CPR he was put in recovery position yeah. if you are putting a person in recovery position that should itself tell you how serious the condition was they had to put him in recovery position so that he doesn't swallow his tongue yeah. which means that person was as i'm i i I'm super sorry for saying this but that's a very horrible circumstance. Yeah. And they had to start giving and their captain started giving CPR and I in all honesty I think that is what saved Christian Eriksen's life because if there was any delay with him putting him into recovery position taking his tongue out and giving CPR I'm pretty sure it would have been a very tragic ending to that story but all props to them and I think this is why basic first aid should be known by everyone not only the medical professionals yeah. not only people who play on field or whatever yeah. but by everyone in every field across the whole world because you never know who might need it because christian eriksen previously had no showed no signs of yeah. these uh infarctions or conditions but then he just collapsed on field and i think like how the football community came together to support him like the fans giving their flags his players forming a circle around him so that the cameras don't capture it all of that showed how beautiful the game is and what football means football is not just sport like everybody in the game is a family we might have fights we might have misunderstandings and all of that but even though this was an international game between two countries and it was it was finland's first big victory on the big stage and all none of them even after they scored the goal they didn't celebrate he's like okay this is not the place or the time for it so massive respect and also congratulations to finland for winning their first major game in our international competition yeah and uh, we all wish for a speedy recovery for dirkishan eriksen i think we've, we've been updating you guys with the news and as just now he is awake and he is okay right now and uh, i hope he can return back to the pitch soon and uh, as i mentioned earlier finland won the game uh I think it was an absolute upset also I think we never expected also so uh I'm sorry I don't know how to pronounce the name of the goal scorer for uh, Finland so I'm just calling him Joel so Joel is a part of his name so he scored the uh, winning goal I think he's uh one of the top players along with uh, Timo Pukki so hats off to them and uh, Order regulation they are starting and they could finish in third place and you know may qualify for the next round. But I think they may might need just one more point. So I think we'll talk a lot about the uh, Denmark Finland game. So we'll move on to another what do you call statement when Belgium just dropped off uh, Russia three nil. There wasn't I think there was no point in which it looked like Russia were going to. Uh, put up a challenge belgium were too good and uh, romelu lukaku again proving like why he's one of the best strikers in at this moment of time and again he starts with the praise he's as of now leading the golden boot race in the euros and uh, toma munier coming with the other goal it finished 3-0 so your views on this game I think this is like Jitu said a statement of intent they are like we are not here to mess around or have fun we have come here to take a trophy back home and that's what they proved with their first game 
and i was talking to a few of my friends the other day yeah. and i have to agree with them in saying that lukaku looked scary throughout the game yeah. he genuinely looked scary throughout the game and belgium dominated the game from start to finish it was like they were i'm not saying russia is a bad team but when you saw the game it looked like they were playing with like a like a premier league club playing with a second division club or like any first division club wearing the second division club absolute domination throughout every area on the pitch like it never at any point look like russia were going to like at least get a foot into the game and i think a massive respect to belgium because they didn't allow them to get into the game at all which shows that this is a team that if you thought were not going to go very far they are and they proved that with this game yeah. i think they just proved that why they are the number one ranked team for the past 3 years i guess um and not much to add on that game i think we'll come to a game that was ridiculously hyped i guess and uh, sort of failed to deliver i'm talking about england to croatia for for no good reason all england games are hyped like the media of england no oh my god i don't know what's with this it's coming home nonsense yeah. ah bull crap it's coming home what has come home your players have come home after failing to win every <laughs> tournament they have gone to like it's i understand you want to support your team and i understand it's like more of a fan chant now at this point like that it's coming home thing but i think like the british media hype up their team for no good reason yes they do have big names as individual talent but this game the game we are going to talk about right now is a prime example of why they don't deserve that hype go on jitu yeah so this game i think i had to say this game was there's nothing special in this game it was typical typically uh, honestly a boring game i guess i don't know both the teams mostly cancelled out each other and the goal like was the rare instead it was from a mistake from croatia's perspective and they left a little bit more space and that also was fortunate because sterling actually shot it towards the goalkeeper and it actually hit his hand and went inside it could have gone anywhere so i don't think there is like much like uh, it's it's i think maybe england had little bit more luck uh, i'm not saying they're lucky they had to play but still it's not a convincing win like it's not how you should play if you are saying that you are the contenders to win this uh, trophy so if you look at also exactly. exactly they were neck to neck maybe other than the goal croatia were actually even better than them and uh, the only good thing that i saw in this game is maybe calvin phillips i think he was the standout player he was playing very good i think he uh, gave the assist uh, that led up to sterling's goal i guess as it was pc i'm not sure so he was involved in that goal and he had a very good game and uh, i think he had a lot of critics who said uh, i think too early for him to be playing for england or sort of like that. i think he answered them rest all i think everyone else was off sterling kane surprisingly i don't know why what happened to kane his finishing was completely off and uh, i think that not, i have nothing else to say regarding this game that's as i mentioned earlier it was yeah jitu is yeah jitu is being too kind in saying that maybe it was a boring game it was a boring game i'm going to call it for i'm going to call it what it it was a insanely boring game and yes 
like technically if you look at it england looked slightly more threatening because they were trying to attack at some point but it never looked like they were actually in control and like he said philips was like brilliant brilliant throughout the game even the pass that sterling scored off came from philips and like i think like any criticism that he is getting at this point is just because he's not a player from any of the big yes. clubs or any of uh, things like yeah. that if he was a player from let's say chelsea or arsenal or something or even tottenham they would be like oh what a great player he, he can take foden for that yeah. example he's a player from yeah. man city and i'm not saying foden is overrated or whatever though i honestly do believe he may be slightly overrated but if the same guy had played for a team like man city or something they would have been blowing him out of proportion so the criticism is he's getting also is i should say like disproportional so yeah, the game was boring and i honestly think the game should have ended in a draw and that goal like jitu said i'm not going to call it like a lucky stroke or whatever because that pass that philips gave was absolutely beautiful but i also have to say that sterling is not in the best form and if you have to depend on goals from people like sterling and all then it doesn't look good for you in the tournament the other thing i wanted to point out was trippier is a right back gareth southgate picked in for right backs and he had a brilliant left back who was left on the bench and he made trippier play left back like what, what drugs are you on like like what hallucinations like i i don't honestly understand what he was thinking and obviously he was not good enough because he's playing out of position yeah. and i'm not i'm not saying he was bad but he was definitely not what a left back should have been maybe obviously playing style and all differs but you had chilwell and why is he on the bench like why what is the concept like yeah it makes zero sense <laughs> to me and like the forwards for england were also not like great and if they want if they actually are taking their uh, chances are like if they're taking this co- competition seriously i think they should put a little more effort into the team selection and all of that and not come up with fluke victories like this because it's not going to go far because this game deserved to end in a draw and that goal was like an outlier in the whole thing next game please yeah coming to uh, i don't know uh, i'm sorry for people who hadn't watched the next two games because those google games were absolutely intense there was stuff happening here and there i'm talking about austria versus north macedonia and netherlands versus ukraine these were the games to watch and probably uh, like what highlights the euros is being one of the most competitive tournaments international tournaments and uh, We'll start with uh, Austria versus North Macedonia. Uh, when you look at the fixture, you might see it's a mismatch. The Austria are, I think, if I'm not wrong, in the top 25 uh, nations in the world and North Macedonia are ranked, uh, I think, beyond 50, I guess. I might be wrong. So, it looks like a mismatch, but boy, did they push them. It was such an even game. If you look at everything also, it was even games. And North Macedonia, again, again, they performed much uh, above their weight. And uh, the score might be a little bit flattering, say, uh, Austria dominated the game. Because I think the last two goals uh, that uh, gave a 
then the win came towards the end of the game so it was quite even till there and uh, i have nothing else to say i think in this game but uh, to the sheer intensity like i was planning to not watch this game actually after the england game i thought uh, there might be it might also be not that interesting austria might drop the hell out of the team but somehow i watched this game and what a game it was and uh, david alaba again proving to be a very good player also marcel stabitzer stefan lehner all these guys have uh, like they are the stars and they have stepped up and austria might since they already have a win i think they're uh, in a position to make it to the next round most probably and all credits to north macedonia and uh, they've pushed them very hard and uh, goran pandev i think it is the first their first ever goal in the european uh, championship and uh, scored by their all time top scorer and what a moment for them something for them to rejoice despite the defeat yeah they have anything to start on like yeah so uh, we'll uh, discuss the last and final game i think netherlands versus uh, ukraine so if you think the austria macedonia game was intense it was even more intense it was a back to back game both teams were more or less equal uh, maybe the netherlands were a little bit more had a little more quality but ukraine definitely showed they can put it up against the big teams and uh, it had to go to an 85 minute uh, goal from denzel dumfries uh, to give the winner to netherlands and uh, again uh, some of the star players i think zinchenko had a good game for uh, ukraine so did andrey yamalenko so and uh, i guess uh, what wakeost for uh, uh, netherlands he's been he had a brilliant season domestically at bolsberg and again gini vinaldum also he has also had a great team and it was a very entertaining game and uh, uh, i didn't i feel uh, sad for people who missed these two games so i think that pretty much sums up uh, our euros and we have more games coming up soon uh, there are games that are happening uh, going to happen at the time for recording soon maybe 2 3 hours in space of that and uh, that's all i think we'll uh, shift to the copa america we'll not be discussing on the table because uh, not all teams have finished the first game we'll come to that uh, next episode so alaiza over to you yeah i think uh, i'll just finish talking about the netherlands ukraine game i think netherlands were let down by their finishing at times because they had quite a few good chances and all props to the ukrainian keeper i don't know his name because i in bother to check out my bad next time i'll look at this <laughs> but he pulled off some really amazing saves like it was top class goal keeping but netherlands should have done way way more because they were actually making good chances but just couldn't capitalize on them and if they can fix that maybe they will go far into the competition so yes let's talk about the international tournament i watch let's talk about the conembol copa america so the first game we're going to talk about is the brazil versus venezuela game so yes obviously the copa america is not as intense as the euros but maybe towards the business end of the tournament it does gets pretty intense so yeah the first game brazil versus venezuela in case you don't know i support brazil as my national team so uh i think brazil needed an upgrade in their strike department because they were 
taking a ridiculous number of shots and uh, like not even half of them were on target and uh, neymar scored off a penalty so yeah neymar was pretty good in uh, the game uh, marquinhos opened the scoring in the 23rd minute and gabi finished it off with the third goal and uh, i uh, venezuela they were just they were just getting beaten they were just taking horrible blows but it's not like they played badly they were making good passes they tried to keep possession of the ball but they couldn't much they tried genuinely venezuela tried but they were just the brazil just outplayed them in every department and honestly they deserved to win so in all fairness venezuela yes they were hit by this massive covid 19 outbreak in their team so a weak team had to play but then brazil were clearly the better team because of what happened so the other game is colombia versus ecuador now this was an, a boring game because it didn't look like much was happening and uh, uh honestly speaking colombia deserved to win because ecuador didn't seem to be pushing them much though ecuador had much of much of the ball but they were not making these good movements across the pitch into their third they had more of the ball honestly they did have more of the ball but they didn't look as threatening as colombia did colombia were trying to at least get off more sh- shots which were close and in all fairness ecuador did take more shots they did but i like in my personal opinion they didn't look threatening and colombia obviously deserved to win because they took fewer shots but they more or less looked more threatening throughout the game and maybe this game also should have ended in a draw like the what should I, what is the other game we were talking about england versus croatia maybe this also should have ended in a draw but colombia were a little bit more what should i say attacking so that's why they won according to me and that's our copa coverage and on the day of the recording in the night will be the argentina match which we shall cover in our next episode so that is all for our weekend recap thank you for listening please continue to support us follow us on instagram if you want to join our community there will be a link in our bio on instagram click on it join our whatsapp group be a part of the conversation and please like our youtube videos share them if for people who like football and if you want to be a part of our episodes talk to us or whatever please leave a comment and also in the comment section please let us know which team you are supporting and your predictions for the copa america and the euros thank you this is elijah goodbye